0: If someone had something to say, why not just say it instead of beating about the bush? Ian dropped his bombshell. Then why aren't we leaving footprints? His voice was very quiet. And it was seconds before the others could take their eyes off his face and look down at their feet. There were no footprints. They stood for a moment, not knowing what to do or what to say. Then Ian took a few steps. His feet made prints in the dust which they all saw, but then, as they watched, the prints disappeared, and it was as if no one had walked there. They all turned to look at the doctor, who merely shook his head as bewildered as they were. Strange, he said. Most strange. Any theories? Ian asked blithely. The doctor shook his head again. "'No, my boy, none whatsoever. "'But I'm sure an explanation will present itself sooner or later. "'Let's continue our journey, shall we?' "'They set off once more, "'none of them being able to resist looking around every now and again "'to watch their footsteps disappear behind them. "'But after a while the game lost its novelty "'and they turned their attention to the exhibits lining either side of their route, "'for by now... They had come to accept that this was what they were. I'm tired, Vicky complained after a while. It isn't easy walking in this stuff. She stamped her foot a couple of times, sending up little showers of white dust, and puffed out her cheeks to emphasize her point. Actually, the doctor said, the air is a bit rarefied. It's that rather than the sand that makes walking such an exertion. I wonder how far it is now. Ian looked up at the colossal hull of the spaceship by which they had stopped. We must be nearly there, he said. I remember seeing this on the scanner with the buildings. He looked around and then pointed. That way. I wonder where this came from, Vicky whispered, gazing at the awesome giant that towered above them. Who knows, Vicky, Ian said. But I doubt it would ever get back there. Look at that rust. It must have been standing there for years. Rust means moisture, the doctor chipped in. You were right, my boy. The planet may not be as dead as I thought. Unless, of course, the ship rusted on its journey here. Vicky gazed up at the gigantic wreck. It seemed too bulky to have been a fighting ship. A freighter, maybe... She wondered what vast distances it had travelled and what its cargo could have been. On what faraway planet had it been constructed and what kind of creatures constituted its crew? What adventures did they have and where were they now? She shuddered. It's so dead, she said. Let's get away from here. Yes, yes, the doctor agreed. Come on, you two and he and Vicky moved away. Barbara turned to Ian. I think we should go back, she said. Ian shook his head. We can't now. He looked around at the motley collection of obsolete and decaying high-tech that surrounded them, from satellites that would fit comfortably in the back of a shooting brake to the huge ships from which he imagined a thousand or more ghosts were silently mocking him. I have a terrible feeling that to go back would be more dangerous than to go on, he said. The doctor and Vicky were now some distance away, and he remembered the doctor's admonition to stay together. Come on, Barbara, he urged, and they set off after the others. The building was further from their landing point than had appeared on the scanner, and it took the little group some time to reach it. It was also much larger than they had expected. There appeared to be no fenestration, and they found themselves standing before what appeared to be the only entrance, sliding doors now closed, and with no indication of how they could be opened. I wonder how we get in, the doctor mused. There seems to be absolutely no way of opening these doors. No bell-marked caretaker, Ian chuckled. But, like Queen Victoria, the doctor was not amused. Don't make jokes, Chesterton, he snapped. Make yourself useful instead. Look around for something. Likewise.